You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in, everybody, ladies, listeners, gentlemen, germs. What what what, what they call guys now? Gentlemen. Gentlemen. These guys are not gentlemen. They want to be called gentlemen. Hard workers. Hard workers. Work. Gentlemen. Yes, just don't call them germs. Germs is just so disrespectful. Uh, unless it's Osmosis Jones. <laughs> like it was some cool germs in that movie. I watched that the other day. Oh, uh, this is Locked On Texans podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. Your guy, some sports guy, and always to the right of me. Cody Davis, how how are you doing today, John? I'm doing good. Actually, I've had a very chill day. Took care of some business. Sent some emails out Mm -hmm. regarding you can argue that sports. So waiting to hear back and just kind of diving in into sports everywhere. And I hope the listeners have had a great day as well, whether you were at work, uh, off day, vacation, no matter where it was, we appreciate you guys for listening. Cody, how about your day? Oh, man, my day was pretty good. It was it was no complaints. No complaints. You can definitely check out yesterday's episode on You Can Argue That Sports.com, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Megaphone. Follow us on uh, Twitter at Locked On Texans and like the Facebook page, Locked On Texans, as well. Today, we are going to dive in. In a sense, the depth chart. Uh, we kick off training camp Thursday. There is a lot of areas of the um, offense, defense, just a team in general that needs to be solidified moving forward, uh, especially with the Houston Texans considering their history. It's like a big just in case this happens. We need to be assured that the next man up will really be ready. So I personally can't wait to talk about that. Uh, in the next segment, Cody, anything you want to get this get the show started with? Uh, I want to tell them about Postmates. Have you used it yet? I used it last night. Really? How, did. how did it work for you? Free delivery. You you was happy with it? I was. Well, ladies and gentlemen, the way John was happy with it, let me tell you how you can be happy as well. Postmates is your personal food delivery, grocery delivery, whatever kind of delivery service all year round. For a limited time, Postmates is giving Locked On listeners $100 in free delivery credits for your first seven days. Download the Postmates app and use the promo code Locked On to receive this special offering. Locked On Texans, we'll be right back. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the show. I know I've been sounding real excited over the last couple of days. That's only because training camp is now a day away. John, how do you feel about that? I'm uh personally I'm ready. I'm ready because uh there is questions. There are questions that need to be answered moving forward. Um <clears throat> especially considering where the team is and have been after the draft. So we have rookies coming in that have expectations and that especially 
and I can't wait to talk about this later on in the week, especially the cornerback position. Mm-hmm. That is a very important position. You know, we touched on Aaron Coven. We we touched on how bad he has been last season. Touched on Roby yesterday. That was your guy that you spoke about yesterday and how he he needs to have a breakout season, mm-hmm. especially signing that one-year deal. Uh, then you look around the rest of the um, depth chart. We know how Jonathan Joseph, He it's not like he's getting up in age. He is up in age. There's no more walking up that ladder to the up in age level. You're there. And now these cornerbacks like Lonnie Johnson Jr., who didn't start off his season uh, in, in, in training camp, <clears throat> rookie OTAs, I'm sorry, he didn't sign, start off really well. Uh, Xavier Crawford. So I'm excited about that position. But one position I am super excited about because I believe in having a good backup quarterback is very important. Mm. I'm ready to see how A.J. McCarron will look moving forward in the upcoming weeks. Now, I definitely believe the backup position is his. The only person else on that depth chart right now, the, the third string is Joe Webb. And we know Joe Webb is a journeyman who has played quarterback, receiver. He's done everything in his in his league. I want to see if AJ McCarron can grip the offense and know if something happens. Mm-hmm. God forbid Watson goes down, or maybe he has to take a, a, a drive or two off, and maybe in a crucial moment, who knows? With the NFL, just like in any sport, everything is so unpredictable until it happens. And when it happens, you don't want to be caught with your finger up yet. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You want to be ready. You want to be prepared. And I think A.J. McCarron is a pro's pro. We've seen him in a playoff game where in our 2015-16 season where he led the Bengals with, when they should have won their very first playoff game, if it wasn't for a fumble and a Vontez Burfick, one of the dumbest boneheaded moves he's did, win a playoff game. Uh, they would have won their first playoff game while he was in Cincy. He's bounced around. Uh, he was in uh, Oakland. I believe he was in Buffalo last season. So yeah, you're right. he's bounced around, never had a full chance. But I believe he was able to come in and relief Cincinnati a few years back. And that worked out for them. However, he moved on. He wanted a bigger, bigger and better opportunity. I do believe if he was still in Cincy, they would have made a transition from Andy Dalton to him. Uh, if he would have stuck it out a little bit more. Now that he's in Houston, he's behind Deshaun Watson. Uh, we know he's not going to get switched out. Deshaun is the franchise quarterback. And so uh, I am very interested in seeing how A.J. McCarron will take this backup role and flourish because a great backup quarterback says a lot about your team. But – At the end of the day, what is it that you are expecting from A.J. McCarron? Because I'm looking at a guy who might not even touch the field. Because last year, playing behind Derek Carr, he only played two games. He he didn't really do much. And And I totally understand. I get it. My expectation for him is going into training camp. And I'm considering... Training camp and preseason, just one whole thing right now. Mm-hmm. Because we know we're not going to see a lot of Deshaun. Hell, we know we're not going to see a lot of the likes of Hopkins and, and, and maybe not even full of that much. No, I mean, yeah, that's, that's understandable. So, but I'm talking about going into the season. Going into the season, before the season happens, you have to go through the preseason. You have to go through the training camp. 
And I am very interested in seeing how these backups will affect the team. And I'm sure you're going to talk about what could possibly happen on your side, which if one doesn't make it the starter, what what's the other going to be? A backup. Mm-hmm. Now, we know A.J. McCann is definitely the backup. It's not even a question. Yeah. But when I see him, I want to be able to be sure to myself, just like a lot of people should be, if something happens, mm. we have a guy that we won't be stuck with. Put it like this. If something happened, we won't have to deal with uh, the likes of Brock Osweiler behind quarterback. You just had to say, out of we all the to, quarterbacks. Well, I'm serious. You could have named. He was terrible. He was garbage. And we don't want to have a guy to be stuck. Oh, what do I do? If something happens, the quarterback position is the most valuable position in this league. So if something happens to Deshaun, and all things considering with this Houston Texans organization, I want to be able to be assured that A.J. McCarron can step into his role as a backup quarterback and do his job. I'm most excited about this running back position. John, I touched on it, I believe, two weeks ago. And I truly believe that the battle between Lamar Miller and Dante Foreman is going to be a battle for the ages going into training camp. Because you have a guy the ages? who I really feel like Dante Foreman could really be the starting running back heading into week one. You got a guy in Lamar Miller who's, you you can basically say he's he's in a prime of his career right now. He's by far, he's already had made his name as being one of the most reliable, probably second best back we ever had in this franchise. I agree with that. So far, we know Arian Foster is number one. And right behind him is Lamar Miller. Lamar Miller. I would Last guess. year, made the Pro Bowl. So you're looking at a guy right now who is in his prom. But he's always been one of those guys like, yeah, you, yeah, you are good. But I feel like we can, we, you can always get better. And not only that, from the Texas standpoint, the Texans, they could also get better at that position. You look at a guy like Dante Foreman, like, Yes, I know. Next year is going to be a really big test for this guy because he's coming off an Achilles tear injury. But he's going into training camp 100% healthy. I guarantee you he's going to get most of those snaps in preseason. We saw how talented this kid could be in his rookie season. 2017, he, he, he rushed for 327 yards off of 78 attempts. This guy, we all know what he did at the University of Texas. We definitely know about So that. we we know the potential. Like Foreman has the potential to steal that starting running back position from Lamar Middle. I I I'm I'm really interested to see how this battle will go down. One thing about that battle that is the biggest key component, the age gap. That that's another that's that's another factor because because Miller he's already twenty eight Dante Foreman is twenty three he has a good five years on him I believe Miller turns twenty nine this year we all we already know about the thirty year old quote unquote curse I wouldn't call it a curse but there's been few running backs that hit that hit that age and continue to strive um, and once again I do think it would be an interesting battle I really do um, and I think that Dante Foreman at his age at twenty three as a certain element that Lamar Miller may not have. But I will say this. If the offensive line improves, 
I still stick with Lamar Miller to start the season out. Mm, I, I mean, I don't know, man, because even when you look back when the Texans had a solid offensive line, um, two years prior to last season, I mean, he only he, he only rushed for 1,000 yards once, and that was in 2016. The year after that, he he, he rushed for only 888 yards. Once Ter- again, look, terrible, terrible offensive line. Look, Lamar, I mean, he wasn't as terrible as it was last year, though. Look, and even in the last year, he was a pro bowler. So, Lamar Miller, once again, I mean, he's good, don't get me wrong, but I always, always felt like that position could always be a little bit more better. You know what I And, what I, I, and I truly believe Foreman, and like I said two weeks ago, if he don't get it in week one, do not be surprised come midway through the season. You see B.O.B. making a, 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 a change. You know what I find interesting? We are putting a lot of cookies in Foreman's basket right now. Now, I've watched Foreman play football for the last Clearly, seven to eight you years. You must have forgot what he did in Texas. Man. I've watched him play football Three for the years, last the man almost ran for 3,000 yards. I've watched him play football for the last seven to eight years. I I know how good he can be. I mean, look at I his know rookie how good season. He is. His rookie season was pretty decent for a guy who barely touched the field. And I understand that. But what I'm saying is we are putting a lot of cookies in his basket right now off the sheer thought of, well, we think he can we know what he thought he can we can possibly there's a lot of ifs and what's and maybe's. And that's that's football. That's life in general, but Yeah, that's life in general. But at the end of the day, we're talking about a guy who we kinda know. Has could be talent. better than what they already have. Has the talent, and he is super talented. He can catch out the backfield. He can run between the tackles. He can be elusive. He's strong, all of that. I've been watching him and his brother play football for quite some time now. Am I saying pump your brakes? Uh, a little bit, and I'm not saying I wouldn't be shocked nor surprised because one thing that has been undefeated since maybe the start of – when the running back position declined, what was it, 2007, 2008? At least for the last 10 years, one thing that has been consistent, unless you're Adrian Peterson, age matters. It matters a lot. So that is where, to me, it's like, if you don't beat out Lamar Miller, considering we're hype about what he can do. Mm-hmm. The organization is hype about what he can do. Reports, media, play, everybody is hype about what he can do healthy. And you have that age gap, which is on your side, considering Lamar Miller is getting, he is actually getting up in age. He's about to hit 30. I know you can smell the grass, the 30-year-old grass. Then now it's like, okay, we kind of put too much on that guy. Let's let him be what he can be and then grow into that role. But I wouldn't be shocked if he got that starting position. I, I truly believe, like, out of all of the positions on this team, this is the most one that's up for grabs. I know I might be stretching it a little bit, but you're talking, no, talking about a guy who, like I say, he has been pretty decent throughout his three years in Houston. But come on, John. I mean, I know you agree with me from this from this standpoint, Miller was always the guy's like, yeah, he's good, but yet I feel like it, it could have been better. You know, he's he's one of those guys where you just want more. No, and he, uh, listen, I, I agree and I think, with that. And I think Foreman is that more. I agree with that. What I'm saying is until I see that more, I'm not ready to completely step away. But I, I will admit 
I definitely believe Foreman can be that more for this team and this offense and everything that they are bringing to the table or can bring to the table if fully healthy. When we come back, we got more Texans talk for you. Don't go nowhere. Boys on parade with a party twist. Some sports guy, Cody Davis. Welcome back in, everybody. Hey, if you are a fan of redemption stories, guess who got their job? Old job back. Who? Brian Gain went back oh. to Buffalo. <laughs> yeah, well, he should have never left. He's going to get some um, gang guys up in Buffalo. Thank you, because uh, Buffalo is in the AFC East. So are the New England Patriots. So based off his record, we'll keep dominating that division. Yeah. Guess who else got a job at? Ryan Griffin. The Jets sign Ryan Griffin. Oh, snap. Hopefully he won't go to no bars and uh, destroy property. If he gets mad, I mean, in New York, as long as New York, does, well, this is New York. He gonna do it. He gonna do something. And he gonna well, do the, the Jets. Jets. The Jets are kind of cool. It's not. I don't know, man. The Jets are kind of cool. This is New York. We talking about. He should be all right, man. Maybe he's learned from that mistake. Hopefully, maybe. Thoughtfully, maybe I don't know. Good to see those two guys landing jobs, though, to be quite honest with you. Buffalo is bad. Buffalo is um, Buffalo is a place. Buffalo is purgatory for the NFL. You go there right when it's time to get out. They was the team that went to four straight Super Bowls and lost, right? Yep. Damn, they've never been the same since. Each time. That's purgatory. Damn. If you get traded to Buffalo... And they didn't just get beat. They got their ass handed to them. One of them was close. I think two of them was close and one of them was... The Cowboys whooped their That was the one in 93. Cowboys went through and just ran all through them. They they had a couple close ones. But you remember when the Steelers reported that they were trading Antonio Brown? Mm -hmm. And Antonio Brown said, if y'all trade me here, I'm retiring. (laughs) That's purgatory for the NFL. If you go there, you might as well start... Checking out your 401k, making sure your money's in line. That's where Mario Williams at. His career ain't never been the same since. He should have stayed on the defensive side with Texans. Speaking of the defensive side, he actually had a couple good seasons in Buffalo. Let me not take away from Mario Williams. He had a couple good seasons. Once you go to Buffalo, that's that's it. Buffalo got some balls. Even your good season. Like LaShawn McCoy. Most people didn't realize how good he was until he got into that drama last season. Buffalo got some ballers on that team, man. Like I say, it's but Buffalo. I'm glad you brought up Mario Williams in defense because we talked about what we were looking for on the uh, offensive side of the ball heading into training camp moving forward. Yesterday, we mentioned a couple players at the cornerback position. And that leads me to the cornerback group, period. A couple of rookies came in. We know about Jonathan Joseph and his age. We know about the disappointment of Aaron Coven. We know about the rockiness Bradley Roby has had in the last two years. The year before last, he, he played great, played awesome at that nickel position. The Broncos moved him on the inside, I mean, on the outside, rather. And that's where things begin to take a turn. He began to struggle a little bit because he was getting more targets his way. Um... Xavier Crawford, rookie. Lonnie Johnson Jr., rookie. We also brought in 
uh, not even just the cornerback position, but the DB position, period, looking at Eric Reed, everything that with Tashawn Gibson, what he can do, brought him over from Jacksonville. So I am super excited to see the progression of this group because it's not like we don't have a couple studs. We have all pro in his first year. The pro bowler in his first year in Eric Reed as a rookie, he came in last year and balled out. Tashawn Gibson is a guy that at the position he will be playing between him and Honey Badger, Honey Badger gave up over 100 and plus yards and three touchdowns to Rob Gronkowski and Zach Ertz. Meanwhile, Tashawn Gibson held both of those guys combined to under 60 yards and no touchdowns. So I'm excited to see the dynamic between those two guys and the possibility of having this no-fly zone. If you get past our cornerbacks, then the possibility of you catching on us, at least for big plays, that's going to be a slim chance to none. But what really worries me is the cornerback position. Jonathan Joseph has lost a couple steps. We also are dealing with a couple guys that is Aaron Coven, as I mentioned previously before on uh, the previous episode. He's making $34 million, but was a healthy scratch last season. Bradley Roby is coming into this one-year deal. The last time we saw him in the different Broncos uniform, he wasn't playing as well. And then rookies, the time that it takes, unless you're like a Jalen Ramsey or a Deion Sanders, you know, those greats like a Patrick Peterson, it can take time for rookies to actually transcend their game from college to the pros. So I'm excited to see about their cornerback group moving forward in this training camp. And that is a group I am going to continuously keep my eye on. I'm going to continuously look and see how these guys are progressing. What's the news? Bear, bear any injuries, which, of course, we pray doesn't happen. We hope no, no injuries happen. We I want to see how they continue to improve their game because if they don't, then I believe that is going to be an area on the defense. And we know that the front seven can cause pressure. But the cornerback position is where – I'm looking at the team on the defensive side of the ball and say this may be an Achilles heel for the Houston Texans on the defensive side. On the defensive end, I'm glad that you mentioned that front seven. There's a guy who I'm most interested to see what he has left in the tank. And that guy is everyone's favorite Texan. Say his name. Say his name. J.J. Watt. And I only say that because last year was basically his redemption year because two years prior to that, you're talking about a guy who played three three games in 2016 out due to injuries, five games in 2017 out due to injuries. And in both seasons, we didn't see like the flashes of Justin James that we know. And I'm glad that you brought that up because when you look at those two years prior to this past season, he was not the same J.J. Watt who became a five-time Pro Bowler. He was not the same J.J. Watt who won three Defensive Player of the Years. Last year, once again, it was a redemption story, but going into training camp, he's already placed on a physically unable to perform list. And not only that, you're talking about a guy who's 30 years old. I'm pretty sure age is about to start catching up with him. I am just wondering. If he does have something left in the tank, I'm wondering if this is going to be the last year that we see the J.J. Watt that we love. I think 
I think him starting off on the PUP list is just a like you said, he turned thirty this year. Mm-hmm. He th- he turned thirty in March. He turned thirty in March. And not only these that, vets don't feel like going through the daily grind of training camp. Mm-hmm. So I don't really think that's anything to be worried about. But I can definitely understand the speculation and thought of it because, you know, yes, he had a great redemption year last year. Um, and the, there was a thought around the city of Houston for two years in a row. Our Superman was, he finally found his kryptonite. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that this will be the last go-round for him. I still predict I'm not saying it's the last go-round, but all I'm saying is, is this going to be the last year we see the J.J. Watt that we love? And not only that, I do believe... Depending on how this Clowney situation will work that out, that is what I important. truly believe that if Clowney's not there, we're going to start seeing more of a decline in JJ Watt because I feel like he cannot carry the this defensive team like he once did in 2012, 2013, and 2014 when he was averaging damn little 20 sacks right. for the whole season. Like I, I truly believe the mixture of his past injury history, age, and depending on what happened with Clowney. I, this the might be situation is what is that is what's alarming to me exactly and I, I can't wait for us to discuss that group uh, period this week that hold the defensive line because mm-hmm. without Clowney there the rest of the one two three four five they're gonna have to step they're gonna it have to up. step up and uh, and don't get me wrong I know JJ Watt can still play but can he do it throughout the whole entire season. That's the question. That's that's the I question, especially without Clowney. Thirteen and a half sacks at thirty years old. That's a great number, considering he dominates this division. I mean, he dominates this division. He can get six to six to eight sacks in this division alone on a hot year. So his domination in this. Division now, mind you, this division has gotten better at that offensive line position, mm-hmm. especially in um, Indy. Indy alone has gotten much better. I mean, one, one year he was killing Indy, but Indy has gotten better. Tennessee has gotten better. Jacksonville, I believe, they get Cam Robinson back, who hurt himself early on in his season. So, I can see the speculation. I can see the concern. I still see nine and a half to 12, 13 sacks, but. With the decline, the most important thought and aspect aspect of that for me is there is no Jadavion Clowney on the other side. And that's what sucks big time. Speaking of redemption, guys, let's talk a little bit. It's just us. The ladies are out the room. You can trust us. You've had those moments. Right before you were wanting to deliver that moment, that passionate moment, with the woman of your dreams or the woman of your night. It just doesn't happen. What I'm here to talk to you about, Blue Chew, while we're talking about sex, and I mean good sex, now increase your performance and give that extra confidence in bed. Listen up, guys. BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color. Chew like what you do with gum. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable Like I said, chew like the gum. The first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever the opportunity arises. Hint, hint. Arises. Opportunity. You get it. You guys get it. 
For a limited time right now, visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free with the special promo code CODE. All you have to do is pay $5 for shipping. Again, that's BlueChew.com. Blue like the color. Chew like what you do with gum. Promo code CODE to try it free. Blue Chew is better, cheaper, and a faster choice. We thank them for sponsoring Locked On Texans and for sponsoring my last night. <laughs> before, before we get out of here, Cody, what do you want to leave the people with? Nothing at all. Look at Cody. Cody, Cody wants to just do the work and leave. Because, you know, we gave him everything that we had to offer to him. We did. Later this week, we will dive in and discuss other positions like the defensive lineman position. That is a position that we got Javier Edwards. Mm-hmm. He, he, from what everything we've been hearing, he's been doing well at camp, getting acclimated with the team. Uh, and I believe that his intangibles, his strength, and everything he brings to the table, once he gets coached up for the NFL level, I believe he can be something big for the Houston Texans up the middle and cause issues for those center guard combos. I really believe that, especially after watching him. I believe his intangibles and his talent puts him up there. Now he has to work on his technique. So we're definitely going to talk about the defensive line later on this week. And let's touch on the linebacking core. But I am John, some sports guy, Hickman. As always, the Bulls on Parade with a party twist. If you're going to drink, drink responsibly. Stay out of that heat. Drink water. Hydrate yourself. And have a good night. Or morning. Or afternoon. Or day period. Peace. You are Locked On Texans. Your daily podcast on the Houston Texans. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team. Every day.